You're listening to Business Stories with Ryan Arcarachi, where I speak to business professionals from all walks of life. Thanks for listening, and let's get to it. Hey, welcome to the podcast, everybody. I'm excited to bring aboard Joel Yi today. Joel is a huge, ambitious personality in the sales world. He is transforming sales teams like nobody else. And I'm excited to hear about your your strategies, Joel, your your history, your background. Tell us about, I understand you have a background in military. Yes, sir. Um, how, how did you go from that into the sales role? Yeah, that's a great question. And in fact, fun fact, because I, I spoke to you before the, the podcast, uh, you have a tech background, yeah. and I actually got my bachelor's in computer science okay. as well. So, you know, uh, but um, the long story short is, I, I didn't actually grow up in the States. I was born and raised in Malaysia, and I moved to the U.S. in 2012, and I was actually an international student. Okay. So, long story short, the military was me being able to enlist and join and serve, right, the U.S. in exchange for my citizenship. So, back then, there was a special program. Um, it was only open to 5,000 people, and it's closed now. Okay. I'm one of the 5,000, and my wife, Jaden, we met through the military. Okay. Uh, so, I went through military, became a U.S. citizen, and then probably around 20... This was probably 2018 or 2019. Um, I commissioned as an officer, right? I commissioned and I was looking for a job because the, the story that I didn't share in depth here is that my parents, my family, you know, coming from Malaysia, we didn't have a lot of money, yeah. especially the, the currency. Like the US dollar is like four times stronger, right? Yeah. So they had to borrow money from my uncle. Um, and we had to basically, we didn't have enough for the entire education here in, in the States. It was like four years. We could only afford like two years. So I had to get a way to, to pay for the last two years of my bachelor's. And that's when I did ROTC. I did ROTC. The Army paid for my scholarship. When I graduated in commission, I was in a dilemma because I commissioned as a National Guard officer, which meant I was part-time. So I was an active duty military. Mm-hmm. So I had two options. I could try to go active duty or I could get a full-time job. Mm-hmm. And I applied to, because I graduated my computer science uh, bachelor's, yeah. I tried to get an IT job. Um, and back then, I was living in a place called Carbondale, Illinois. It's mm-hmm. kind of out in the middle of nowhere in the countryside. Yeah. ish. And the only job offer I got was for $40,000 a year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, I spent four, no, I spent six years of time in school, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars of my parents' money, like a couple hundred thousand dollars to invest in, in my, co- my college degree. And I was like, yeah, you know, there has to be a better way yeah. than 40000 So that's when I stumbled upon the whole personal development world. I actually saw an ad from a gentleman by the name of Dan Locke, big social media influencer today. I think he's got like over 4 million YouTube subscribers. Um, he had a program back then called the High Ticket Closer Sales Training Program. And I bought that course. So I, I invested $2,500, my first ever investment in myself yeah. to learn the skill of sales. Yeah. Um, so fast forward to how I got here today. Here's the quick summary. Yeah. I guess I got really good at sales. I made my first six figures in commissions, closing sales over the phone. Dan saw potential in me. He brought me into his company. Then he promoted me. So I became commission closer, sales manager, then sales director. And I stayed in his company for three and a half years. Okay. And last year, I left his company. That's when I started my own business. So I've been a year, exactly a year I left his company. I've been running my own uh, sales consulting, sales training. And a few months ago, we launched our sales farming offer. Great, great. So let's talk about like, so this dynamic of sales has changed over time, right? For sure. I mean, it used to be 
back in the day, it was get on the phone. It was a numbers game, right. pound the phone, yes. and close, close, close. And now it's turned into there's technology, there's Zoom, there's relationship building, there's empathy. Yes. You know, and my question, I think the million dollar question is literally, yeah, how do people get to that next level as a small business, right? Because mm. you know, if you're if you're one person or you have a very small sales team and you're a small business, maybe mm. making under six figures mm. or around six figures, and you want to get to that million dollar a year or right. more mark. Right. There's so much involved, right? Yes. The strategies. Right. So how do you right. it seems like a near impossibility, right? So how <laughs> right. do you approach that from yeah. your perspective? Great, you, you've great been question. on that road. Yes, know? yes, yes, yes. We've brought a few companies to uh, multiple seven figures actually. Some of my clients today are multiple eight figures, but they all have the same background. I think the first zero to one, and this is not a quote from me, it's a quote from a lot of great uh, like books that I've read, mentors like, you know, uh, um, Keith Cunningham. Yeah. He wrote the book Road Life Stupid, right? Zero to one is really all sales and marketing. Now, I find companies that have good sales skills or get good sales professionals, if they don't have the right marketing yeah. to turn cold leads into qualified warm leads, it's yeah. also tough for the sales team because yeah, sure, you could pound the phones and do cold calls all day, but there is a way more efficient, a better strategy these days, right? With yeah. paid marketing, organic marketing to yeah. get inbound leads. So, so really what we do with a lot of our clients that try to go from zero to six or even six to seven yeah. figures is really making sure they have the right marketing funnels strategy before we add on the sales okay because without marketing the sales team is like you know i think of it as like an overpowered team that has no foundation to stand yeah. on yeah okay so the marketing is the foundation correct but then it comes down to you get a lead and it has to convert yes right but it has to convert to a high ticket level right yes ideally and so that's like to me the question there is the hardest for most salespeople mm. is how do you build the relationship, create the value to achieve that high ticket level? Yeah, you know, in your business. Yeah, great question. I, I reference um, the value ladder yeah. that Russell Brunson, who is the founder, one of the founders of ClickFunnels, mm -hmm. the software company. Yeah. he talks about the value ladder. So typically for companies, a very good strategy that we've deployed for our own offers and clients is you have the free. Thing. the lead magnet the ebook the free book plus shipping offer right you that free thing that draws in all these cold leads yeah. who now want to know about you and because it's free it's less um, friction for them yeah so they come in then you have ascension path to your low ticket offer it could be a couple hundred bucks it could be then your core offer which is maybe two three four thousand dollars and then on the back end you have your high ticket offer which mm -hmm. could be like 10 20 30 40 thousand yeah. dollars right so typically companies they follow this sort of value ladder um, and I think your your question was, you know, is it how how do we sell the high ticket or yeah. how do yeah. yeah how do you create that, that the, value? Yes, good. So there's two ways you could sell high ticket. Um, we we need what we call a conversion mechanism. Okay. A conversion mechanism. So what that means is typically there are two main ways. One is like a virtual event or a dramatic demonstration. So what that means is we have a three day challenge with a live webinar. Mm -hmm. So everyone comes on, I do my thing, they see how good I am as an expert, right? Then I make an offer. Mm -hmm. Then I'm gonna convert a percentage of the people that showed up into my high ticket. That's one way. The second way is what I'm the most familiar with, which is having a sales team. So now either call outbound or get book calls to the sales team and then the closer does one-on-one -on -one sales pitches, right? Mm -hmm. to, to prospects. Yeah. Then we turn to high ticket. So we need a strong conversion mechanism. And in order to, to strengthen that, you need good marketing. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, okay. that's the strategy that we, that we, uh, we run. 
I see. So like we talk about to, you know, self-development and I read mm. that you are a big avid read, like you're into reading, like you enjoy reading. Yes, right? absolutely. And I, I think in sales teams and being in sales myself, I've learned that to be successful, it's not really what you do at work. It's what you do Outside. when you're not working. Uh, you got it. Right? Yeah, you nailed it. Like lifestyle. Right? Absolutely. So like, yes. how do you... What do you advise people to do outside of work mm -hmm. to create a successful work life mm -hmm. in life in general? Like, mm -hmm. We talk about reading and things, but what would you say are, are the most important yeah. things to think about? I think before I before I joined the military, yeah. um, I didn't really I didn't even know what personal development was. Yeah. I just knew I should finish college. Yeah. I should get a job. I should. You know, um, yeah, work my job well, like, you know, and then, you know, maybe get married, have a kid, you know, get a house and then, you know, kind of my American dream. Right. Like, yeah. and, and for me, that was amazing because coming from Malaysia, that already sounded awesome. Yeah. I could not have had that opportunity back in Malaysia. So I got into personal development. I think the first time was like the military. Yeah. Right. Even though it wasn't like a personal development course, yeah. but the military does teach you a lot of like right. good life skills, like yeah. discipline, right. Grit, perseverance. And I saw like. My leaders in the military, officers, I saw how they acted. For example, um, I clearly remember my colonel, his name was Colonel Dai. Yeah. He taught us in our TC class. He said, he said a great quote. He said, you know, whenever um, your team, your platoon experiences failure, as the leader, you take extreme ownership, right? You take responsibility. Yeah. When your team achieves success, you don't take the credit. You give the credit to your team. Right. So there was stuff like that, yeah. that was like kind of personal development that I started hearing. Yeah. And so I think that made me feel like, Man, I need to learn more about what is this like. What is this leadership yeah. stuff, right? So I think that's how I got into it. So outside of work, I would say watching YouTube videos is great of like mentors, people you look up to. Yeah. Um, I love watching Alex Hermosi stuff. Mm -hmm. I love watching things from you know even uh, Russell Brunson, mm -hmm. uh, even Grant Cardone. You learn a lot of sales, mm -hmm. different real estate things from him. Yeah. But I think having a like reading is great, but having the attitude for learning. Mm -hmm. And I think you can learn in many forms. Mm -hmm. It's not just reading. It's yeah. not just watching YouTube videos. It's just like, maybe it's not going to the couch and watching Netflix all night. Yeah. Whatever else, like even working out, yeah. yoga, your networking skills, yeah. I think they can all be improved. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. How do you think, how do you think, how do you handle like fear? Like I know mm. people in sales who, who sit down and they go, I need to make this much money in 30 days. I know mm. people like that now who mm. are like, I'm in a situation where I feel pressure. Right. You know, for sure. I don't have a lot of time. Right. And I need to make a certain amount of money and I have a month to do it and I'm feeling the fire, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you, how do you approach that? You know? Like, I've been there. Yeah. And I still have, you know, situations like where I'm like, yeah, I'm not exactly the same, but I feel that still yeah. from time to time. And I think it's good. Yeah. Um, but I think what I always warn about is detachment, right? Yeah. Because in sales, one of the most dangerous things is attachment. Being, we call it commission breath, yeah. right? Being overly attached to the deal. Yeah. And it's tough because when you need to pay your bills the next month, you kind of need every sale. Right. But I think it's counterintuitive. I think when you start de detaching from your, your, from, your, from your deals and saying, whether I close the sale or not, mm -hmm. my number one priority is to ensure that my prospects, my clients, potential clients, they have the best solution for them. Yeah. If I focus on that, then everything else, the commission, the income, that should be a byproduct of yeah. the value of me serving them. And so it's definitely easier said than done. Yeah. But what I think is good is like, I, what I've done before is I've definitely reached out to my friends and family if I needed money. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with, with the support that they either lent it to me or borrowed me or whatever, right? or credit, right? 
yeah. that has helped me stay afloat, yeah. but also keep that fire. Yeah. Because I want that fire. That fire drives me to do better. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely, you know, we don't want to be in a situation where we're so desperate yeah. that we're super aggressive and like right. high pressure, right? In sales. Because it's counterintuitive. It's counter, hundred percent yeah. counterintuitive. Yeah. Like one of the things you said in your videos was about how you're not really selling the product, but it's a transformative mm -hmm. thing, right? You're transforming your clients' lives with whatever you're providing solution. them. Yes. The solution, right? Because yes. I think you're not you're selling almost a feeling like a new idea. You're selling a, 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 another life and mm -hmm. for them. Right? Correct. How I love that because mm -hmm. I think it's great because it gets people out of the mindset of I'm selling this thing. I'm really yeah. selling you're something. Selling the outcome. You're selling the, the result. Yes. How do you yes. communicate that though? When when someone's yes. putting up that brick wall where they're going. Great question. Well, this is another sales guy. Right. He probably doesn't care about me. He just right. wants to make a check and go home. Right. right? Yes. How do you yes. how do you do that? So I think we can do like a like I guess a role play or like a live example, right? Yeah. So say we're selling um so I used to actually sell a software which is let's just say selling a CRM. Yeah. So you're familiar with HubSpot, right? Yeah. CM company. So I'll be like, okay, if I was a HubSpot account executive, right? I have to sell HubSpot. Yeah. I wouldn't for example, if you're a prospect, I wouldn't go, Hey Ryan, you know what? Um, you know, in your business, right, how many leads do you have, right? And yeah. you might we may talk about that, right? Yeah. But like I'm not trying to talk about how HubSpot necessarily is the greatest thing since like sliced bread and yeah. like how it can help you with all your business efficiency all the time. I'm, I'm more so trying to get your, your pains and your goals. So, so Ryan, you know, on this call today, you obviously booked this call for a reason, right? Yeah. Like what were you hoping to get out of HubSpot? Yeah. Right. And so you start sharing, oh, you know, I want to, I want a less clunky system. Yeah. I have a Frankenstein software tech debt right now. I want to get rid of all my tech debt. Yeah. I want to go to one consolidated system. Yeah. So you're telling me all these things, right? So I have your outcome in mind. And all I'm doing now as a sales professional is I'm always talking about this outcome. So if yeah. you say, I want to reduce my tech debt, technology debt, mm -hmm. which is huge for some companies. And yeah. I go, then the rest of my conversation, I'm talking about your tech debt, your technical yeah. debt, your technical debt, yeah. right? That's the way we sell the, the solution, the yeah. outcome, not... HubSpot is just a vehicle. Yeah. It doesn't matter what, it could be brown spot, blue spot, HubSpot, it, yeah. whatever, it's just a thing. Yeah. Right? So if I can connect that for you, then that's how I make the close. I see. Mm. Okay. Okay. And like you, and the, one of, one of the things I want to ask you too is you talk about this in some of your videos, your body language, right? Yes. And, and especially these days through Zoom, because one thousand percent, yeah. It's hard to like we're 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 yeah, we're having a, a conversation in real real life, yes. you know, yes, <laughs> yes. not through screens, which right. is great because we don't it's do great. that enough. Right? Yeah. But if you're selling to people in another country or all over the country or the world, and you're using Zoom. It seems like there's a barrier there, right? To that yes. emotional human connection. Yes. So, and you talk about gestures that you can do. Correct. Right? So talk Correct. about like a little bit about that. Like how can you enhance that experience with that tech barrier, with the screen barrier? Yeah. You know? I think the first thing is always framing the conversation. So if I have Zoom yeah. as my choice of appointment meeting, yeah. I would ensure that both parties, myself and my prospect or who I'm talking to is going to be present on that call with no distractions. Yeah. So they shouldn't be on your phone, yeah. right? They shouldn't be like walking their dog on yeah. Zoom. It should be like a quiet environment like this. Yeah. And then we're giving each other full attention. Yeah. And then the way I frame the call, I could say, hey, Ryan, so before we even begin today, um, now that I have you on Zoom, I really appreciate you jumping on and turning on camera. I just want to make sure for the next 45 minutes, you have the time available right. and that you have, you're in a quiet, uh, quiet distraction-free environment. Yeah. And you go, yeah, that's where I am. Great. Awesome. Then I go, okay, look, um, I want to be clear that at the end of this call, my goal, my intention is not to 
sell you necessarily something you don't need. Yeah. I want to make sure we, first of all, can we even help you? Yeah. Right? I'm not sure whether we can. Number two, if the solution is a good fit, then I might make you an offer that, yeah. that might be irresistible, right? Yeah. Something like that to, yeah. to just frame the call, yeah. right? And when, hand, when body language and gestures come in, important is that I want to be looking at you. I want to be smiling. Mm-hmm. I'm making sure that you feel like you're being listened to. And I'm also listening to you. Yeah. So I'm always watching for the, the, the other parties, you know, reactions and movement. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And you talk about how like using your hands, right? Yes. Like, like, yes. You know, talk about like how I, I find this stuff interesting because people have never thought about this until now. Last three right. years, people are selling and communicating more through Zoom than ever. Right. And there's, I think, little subtle things that people miss that they do or they yeah. don't do. Yeah. So can you talk about sort of like? Yeah, I know, can show a few. I can demonstrate a few. So one of my favorite things is on Zoom. If I talk about where you are today yeah. and where you want to be, yeah. I'm always doing this. I'm always doing my left hand. Yeah. It's like in a lower position. Yeah. My right hand is like your goal. So I could yeah. be like, Mr. Prospect, today you said you wanted to lose 20 pounds yeah. in five months. Because right now you weigh about, you know, 100, let's say 200 pounds, right? Mm-hmm. So you want to get to 160 pounds yeah. within the next five months. So I can, I'm demonstrating a gap visually, yeah. right, with my hands, right? That's yeah. one example. Yeah. Another example would be if I was talking about, uh, if I was wanting to demonstrate that I cared, yeah. right? I would face my hands inward to my chest and be like, you know, I had a great 30-minute conversation with you today, and I really think that our offer, like, could I take five minutes of your, your like, could mm-hmm. I get permission to take five minutes to share with you what we do and mm-hmm. see whether it'd be a good fit for you, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm kind of gesturing inwards to myself, okay. right? So, like, I'm doing things like that to maintain the rapport. Yeah, I see. Okay. Can you give an example or story of, really difficult sale like or, or, i mean or, or, like like straight up almost rejection like right i mean we've all had it like in business for sure. right for sure do you have any particular stories where you're like i can't believe it happened but it did but boy that was hard you know yeah so like sales that were closed but they were hard or just just hard and just hard it gets hard but closed yeah okay hard but clo- um i think i think these type of prospects you know when they come on and they're like all right, let's cut to the chase. Yeah. Tell me what you do, how much it costs. Yeah. And I'll think about it, right? Like yeah. they're very, they play a very hard frame. Yeah. And I think those people are tough if you don't know how to handle them. Yeah. So my favorite thing, it's so like in the beginning, I could not close those kind of individuals. Yeah. Now, something that Dan taught, which I thought was really fascinating and something that I use to today is he taught that every, this Dan would be Dan Locke, right? In his sales yeah. training, that every human being on this planet falls under four types of personalities or gem gem types because gem that's the ruby yeah rubies are extremely aggressive and they are goal oriented yeah they know what they want and they want to get there fast yeah sapphires are people who are very social yeah they love to talk social butterflies then with the emeralds the emeralds are the logical analytical people they're logical buyers right yeah they take time to process and analyze data yeah. lastly you got the uh pearls so the pearls are people that are more impact driven mm-hmm. they're more soft spoken yeah. right they're more about other people yeah. right and so what i find is the rubies people that come on and say all right joel just tell me how much it costs how it works and let's cut to the chase like mm-hmm. don't don't you know don't let don't do this whole sales processing don't waste right? my time yeah. so i think yeah. in the beginning it was very hard for me to, to convert yeah but what happened that helped me got better is when someone jumps on in such a strong frame i basically use a technique called a takeaway a takeaway would be this would be Hey Ryan, I really appreciate you wanting to cut to the chase. Yeah. 
But here's the reality. I would love to tell you what we do, but right now, I don't even know if we can even help you. Mm-hmm. I only know your name and your business website. That's yeah. all I've seen. Yeah. I can't even know. I don't even know if we can help you with your sales issues yeah. yet. Can, can you maybe share like two minutes? What are you actually struggling with? Yeah. So I'm trying to like open them up, but reason with them. Like I can tell you our prices, but it's not going to matter because I don't even know what you need. Right. So by explaining it to them and then redirecting yeah. tends to help them open up more. Yeah. And then once I get, once I open the person up, I, I'm truly engaged. I'm asking good questions. Yeah. Oh, tell me more. Oh, what do you mean by your sales guys aren't converting? Mm-hmm. Then they, it starts getting better. Yeah. At least to a close. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like, I mean, for me, I've experienced it where you almost have to detach from the sale and almost not care about it mm-hmm. in order to get the person who's like that to go, oh, wait a minute, wait, this guy's actually not really that hungry for this. Yes. Why? So true. It's almost so like true. playing hard to get. Yes. Do you feel like that's also useful? That's an amazing technique. In fact, that's takeaways. Yeah. It's like uh, one of my favorite lines in sales would be, for example, someone that wants to, let's say, quit their job yeah. and start a business. Yeah. And we've had, we have offers that are helping people you know, turn their passion into profits. Yeah. So we would say things like, hey, you know, Ryan, I'm, I'm just confused here. You have a great nine to five job. You're making six figures. Why would you even want to invest blood, sweat, tears, money and time and take a huge risk to become an entrepreneur? Yeah. I mean, your job's pretty good. Yeah. So those kind of statements, like pushing them away, like you said, detachment, amazing because now they start justifying themselves yeah right like no i've wanted this since i was you know 25 years old yeah like and then they start selling themselves to you yeah so 100 percent, super effective yeah yeah do you think i mean i feel like so you're a kid you grew up in malaysia right yes and i don't know a lot about malaysia i'm sure it's (laughs) it's not easy in some cases to come up out of there come into the u.s for sure do you feel like subconsciously you were driven through that like it just drove mm-hmm. you to be successful yeah i'm glad i'm so glad you brought this up yeah when i first moved to the us in 2012 yeah and i wasn't american then i was just an international student right yeah. um i looked at all my peers yeah. that were american and i was like wow you guys have amazing lives here yeah like a lot of you take it for granted yeah freedoms opportunities right, right? nature everything yeah even like public transportation yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> and i'm like and then that's when I thought to myself, if if I had this opportunity yeah. that these people had, yeah. I would play all out. Yeah. I would I would like I would not take my life for granted, right? Yeah. And so that's what happened. Yeah. When I had the opportunity, I'm like, okay, I have to do what I said I would do. Yeah. Right? And I played all out. So yeah, you're right. Like that's really what I felt coming yeah. to this country. Yeah. I felt like you have to take the opportunity and run with it. Right, yeah. because I'm so blessed. I'm so lucky. I'm so, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm so blessed by God, right? Yeah. yeah. So I have to not play small. Yeah. Can't play small. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, if if you met yourself like 10 years ago when you mm. were younger mm-hmm. and you weren't the Joel you are now, right? Right. Joel, Joel <laughs> 10.0 or whatever you are. Right. Yes, you what was, what's the advice you gave yourself? What did you tell your younger <sighs> Yeah. Joel? That's exactly the time I came to the States, actually, because yeah. I came in 2012, so yeah. 11 years ago. Um. I think if I could go back to my, that time I was 16 or 17, I, could, I would probably tell them, you know, I would tell them to, to, you know, it's funny, that's a great question. I actually have to think about this one. Kind of, <laughs> you know, I, I probably would say something along the lines of, don't mess this up. Mm-hmm. Like, play all out. I would probably would say the same thing. Yeah. Just play all out. Play yeah. to, I always believe, like, I believe that every person in this planet yeah. has, like, potential, right? Yeah. 
Now, obviously, we all have different levels of potential, right. but I, I think that nobody really maxes out their true potential in life. Yeah. And I would challenge myself, my younger self, to 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 try go all the way, mm-hmm. right? No matter how hard or how, how uncomfortable it'd be. Yeah. So that'd be my advice to my younger self: just play all out. Do you think? I mean, and I think all of us in sales and business want to know how to get to the next level, and we have this drive and ambition. Where, mm-hmm. like, for me. I'm always where like, okay, I've done pretty good or well, but I really, it's not good enough for me. Right. I want to get, right. like, there's no limit. To there's me. no limit. There's yeah, no there's limit, no, right? That's no how you limit, feel right? when yeah. you're, I guess, ambitious. Yeah. Um, but, like, you feel like you have to tone that down. You feel like you have to, like, where does it get to a point where it's too much? That's also, that's amazing. I mean, that's a good question because I think... I learned this, you know, not necessarily the hard way, but I saw my mentors who did learn this the hard way. Yeah. I think there is a very fine line between like success and wealth, right? Tied to that versus actual happiness. Yeah. I've seen really wealthy people that are extremely very unhappy, unhappy yeah. right? I've also seen people that have nothing. They yeah. live in like villages and they, you know, they, they run around barefoot and they enjoy their lives and they, yeah. you know, watch the sunset and they're yeah. just happy. Because I did that when I was young with my yeah. cousins, right? Like in Malaysia. So I think... It's the it's the it's the dichotomy of of your ideal. Yeah. As long as you understand that your goals will always increase yeah. as a human being, yeah. and as long as you can accept that, yeah. I think it's okay. And number two is you have to enjoy your journey yeah. on the way. I think that's one thing that most people miss, and I missed that in the first couple of years of my career. It's like yeah. I was never satisfied. Yeah. Next goal. Yeah. Okay. Next goal. All yeah. right. Did it. Next goal. Right. Yeah. I never took time to celebrate. Yeah. So I think now that I'm more mature, I learned to to appreciate. Celebrate, be grateful, and I think that makes me happier. Yeah, I think that's important. Yeah, right. Uh, how much or how do you work with fear? Like I, I know mm. in like business, and I think in general, I felt it myself. Like I have to go to this networking event <laughs> by myself, right? Which is scary. Yeah, because I don't know anybody there. Right, maybe one person right. who invited me. Right, but there's all there's forty nine other people at this place. That yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And it's, I think for most people, that's it's scary. scary because yeah, it's scary. you're you're walking into a pit of wolves and you're just like, how do I start a conversation? Like, yep. and, I'm, and then I'm supposed to not just start a conversation, but I'm supposed to sell, Correct. try to build a relationship. Build networks, yeah, connections. Yeah. You talk about networking too in your yeah. videos. Like, how do you, how would you approach that? How do you approach that or recommend? Approach yeah, that? so this is why I want to share a little quick story. Backstory yeah. is like, I grew up in a, obviously in an Asian household. I'm yeah. Asian, right? And yeah. I was always told or taught from a young age that, yeah. number one, my face is everything, my yeah. reputation is everything. You know, I'm always worried about people judging me. Yeah. Right. I I was told like, hey, don't stand out. Yeah. Be like society. Yeah. Don't be too special. Right. Whatever that meant. Don't don't be don't put yourself out there. Right. Yeah. So growing up, I had this mentality that I shouldn't do anything out of the ordinary. Yeah. I should just stay normal. Stay in your lane, yeah. Right. And that was, that's a big issue because imagine, right? You want to go to a networking event. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm nervous. Yeah. I was taught not to do stuff outside my comfort zone, right? Yeah, like, yeah. so, so for me to break, for me to break past that barrier, definitely, obviously, like learning from different mentors, personal development. Yeah. But I think the one thing is learning. This is like a, almost like a, it's not a skill set, but I think it's a good mindset. Yeah. Being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. So knowing that the fear is going to be there, yeah. but embracing it and just doing it anyways, I think that was the hardest thing for me to like overcome. Yeah. I still feel scared. Yeah. I still feel nervous. Yeah. I, even to today, I still feel uncomfortable. I feel yeah. awkward. Yeah. I feel people are judging me. Yeah. But what I've now done differently is 
I've just been okay with it. Yeah. I just tell my brain, you know what? It's okay. Yeah. It's gonna happen forever. It's okay. And yeah. It can tell me it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Then I became okay with it. Yeah. And then I just, you know, I just do. Yeah. So for me, it was that mindset hack, which is like, it's okay. Yeah. To be uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it totally. And I think in sales, do you feel like fear probably holds most people back from? in business just getting to the next level or fear holds everybody back yeah prospects your clients yourself yeah. everybody yeah right and yeah and it's and fear and and fear like you know in sales there's one analogy that we use sometimes as well is we when we talk to prospects who are afraid to invest yeah because they think number one it might not work for them yeah number two they're gonna lose a bunch of money right yeah. or it's a scam or whatever yeah. it's all fear right yeah so what we do is we tell them this technique it's about it's really not a technique it's more like a story yeah. it's like hey do you know that we all have something? We have like our brains. We have three parts of the brain, right? We have a limbic system. We have then the uh, like the, the the logical part of the brain, and then we have the reptilian brain. Mm -hmm. Now the reptilian brain is pretty interesting, as our ancestors back yeah. in the day, cavemen, whatever, right? Like they were taught to not get hurt or yeah. not die. Yeah. So if they went out to the forest to hunt for food and they saw like a very dark, um, scary, you know, ravine, they the brain told them not to go in there. Yeah. Right. But what happened is we evolved as human beings, yeah. we still have that reptilian brain. Right. So as we're telling this story to our prospects, they start understanding it. And yeah. then we tell them, but you know what? That's a very normal response. Yeah. But you cannot let fear hold you back from where you want to go. Yeah. So when we, we find that when we explain the fear to people and they accept it, they become more accepting to invest in themselves. Yeah. Because now they understand why they're afraid. Yeah. Right? And yeah. scientifically it makes sense. Yeah. And everyone's gonna feel fear. It doesn't matter who you are. Yep. And as long as you know that it's normal, yeah. you can take the next risk, the yeah. next step. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, what's the worst thing that happens, you know? Yeah, what, what can case, be the worst thing that happens? Right, I lose five grand, yeah. right? But that's yeah. where, and then I, but I learned a lesson, right? Yeah. Um, and is it likely for me to lose all five grand? Probably not, yeah. right? That's actually a technique. It's like, worst case, best case, yeah. most likely close, right? Yeah. It was likely scenario, yeah. yeah. So what, like, you talk about reading and things you're doing, what, what, if people want to learn from you or get to know you or reach out to you, how can they reach you? And what do you recommend people start doing with, like you have content out there. Is yeah. there anything you recommend to people to go check out or listen to before they work with you or to decide to work with you? Absolutely. I think, um, no, the first place where people can reach me is, I will not change my email. It's joel at joey.com. So that is like permanent. Yeah. My social media handles, it might change, but for now, it's Instagram is the best place, at official Joel Yee. Okay. Um, and what I recommend people, I guess, watch or listen or learn about me before contacting me is just go through my latest content because yeah. I'm always posting different things, traveling, diff like showing different experiences, showing what I'm learning, my mistakes. Yeah. Um, I tend, I made a commitment to myself to go live, like live with no edits, nothing, just go live on my phone and talk about lessons that I learn every week. So every week you probably find something that I'm learning about and just, you know, see what you resonate with, with what yeah. I, what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Joel, this has been a great conversation. So I, I appreciate you coming on. Um, any last words to, to let people know what you're doing? What do you have going on? Anything coming up? Yeah. Any events, anything? Yeah. So I'm actually running a live three day challenge actually in May, okay. May 17, 18, 19. It's called the dead leads. To profits challenge okay so essentially if you are a business owner you probably have a lot of leads yeah that are unconverted yeah we will show you for free this is a free challenge okay um, how you can turn those dead leads into more booked calls okay now there is a VIP upgrade if you want it but for the mo for everything else it's free to learn okay where do they go your website for that or yeah so my Instagram bio it will be in the link to okay. the bio in the, in the bio 
Great. Well, thank you, Joel. Everybody, check out Joel Yee. He is awesome. Um, thank you. And uh, have a safe trip to what? Back to Canada, right? Boise, actually. Oh, Boise. Yeah, okay. I know. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Joel. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it. Did you enjoy this episode? I hope so. If you want to support the podcast, you can go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Ryan says thanks. Your support is appreciated. And hey, even if you don't buy me a coffee, I'm happy to have you listening. So keep it up and thanks again.